Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast, episode number 221. I'm your host today, David Palermo. Follow along on Twitter, Instagram, and if you don't, please subscribe on iTunes and everywhere you find your podcasts. Also, check us out on Facebook. It's kind of a good hub to go there, see what content's been posted everywhere else. Alongside of me today is Adam Deacon, the classic Adam Deacon. What's up? What's going on? So, What's up, dog? We're here to talk draft philosophy, and this is a topic great because four years into this thing, um, you know, a lot of perspectives have shifted. So let's just dive into it. Brandon Bean's pretty much a wild card, and is he going to go the smart value way, or is he going to answer the radio caller guys who go, oh, they never got Josh Allen to target. <sighs> so there's that. Damn, Dave, is that guy a friend of yours or something? Sounds like you know him pretty well. Yeah, so I mean, I'm really glad we're here talking draft philosophy because I I came here for one reason today, and that's to mock your mock draft. So, uh, yo, let's dive in, Dave. Yeah, my mock draft, dude. You know what my mock draft is? I honestly don't know fucking anything. And I just sit here systematically always looking towards what players fit the system. There's multiple systems in football. And honestly, my fucking blood flow is really on Christian Wilkins. I just did a quick little two minute. They told me two minutes. Being Italian, it became two and a half minutes. Um while you were waving your hands around? Yeah, I was waving traffic, my hands around. Trying to land the plane and yeah, shit. Yeah, and the Bills in this mock draft didn't have any pass catchers off the board for this draft. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to mess with this. So I just want what I think is a smart value, which is Christian Wilkins from Clemson. And um, he was there, and a lot of people have him like a little bit later in the first. So you can kind of like trade back to grab him. At the same time, I like his versatility. And with a guy like Aaron Donald, we've seen these interior linemen on defense get these high-ass contracts. It's really the smartest value, in my opinion, to even if he's there and you got to go up and get, as in, like, you got to get him a couple spots higher than the quote-unquote draft experts have, which... Yeah, I'll get to that later. Yeah, so... Experts. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I I don't know. I, I think it's good value. Kids played a lot of defensive end, you know, at his junior year. He had a little injury there, right? So what's amazing is the only knock that I can really think is these radio guys are going to come in. They're going to call the radio. Why didn't you get a target? It's the best way. And it's like, you know what? We we finally answered the bell. All you got to do is have a receiver in Buffalo with the radius. Okay, Calvin Benjamin, it doesn't mean they're smart. It doesn't mean they can catch the ball. We've had a lot of these guys. It does, And, and guess what? It doesn't mean the offense is tailored to that because guess what? Yo, not, to not, to not bring even, it to even simpler terms, you got to like your quarterback, and your quarterback's got to like you. Not even your pun, but one of the best things that the Bills did with Tyrod Taylor before uh, Sean McDermott came in was throw the ball really deep. And then you have another offensive coordinator come in, and what do they do? They don't do that. So what's supposed to happen when you do get that big pass target? And to me, wide receiver is not a good value. It's just not. It, the, the, the percentage of impact 
is just small. I want to see the coaching first, but the cream rise to the top because not for nothing, my expert eyes of not watching much Darnold tape, not much in, or watching much Rosen tape, who have, would have fell into the Bills. I was like, yo, take him. So we have six picks in the top three rounds that stack this roster. That said, you know what? Josh Allen, they all play with shit in front of them, and Josh Allen's fucking cream rose to the top. And my expert eyes who watch nothing agrees. Yeah, man, and and I'm really glad you brought up the Tyrod Taylor example. Not to back the car up too far here, but... Um, Philosophy, dog. Now, you know, the thing about Tyrod Taylor's deep ball is, like, I'm watching and... You know, I'm just like, wow, why don't we do that every time? But I think the the reason it worked when it did was was simply because it was peppered in and not overdone. If it became a tendency, I don't think it would have worked for him. Now, that being said, I think coming off of last season, there's going to be way too many defenses coming into Buffalo expecting Josh Allen to, to run around like a madman. And the thing I'm really happy about this offseason is is the way it seems like we've supported him to get him the protection he needs up front. Ton of signings um, along the uh, offensive line. A lot of moves I like. You know, um, we talked about it on our last episode. You know, a little bit more in in depth, and we're going to kind of keep it more to draft philosophy today. But it just seems like they've they've made the moves, and now what's remaining is either you know getting that high-value defensive lineman or defensive player. I'm not even going to say lineman per se, but probably lineman. <laughs> um, or, you know, as you started to say, the uh, flashy pass catcher. I think those are the two really remaining pieces to the puzzle here. And sitting at nine with ten picks – total i i think we got i think we got the ammunition to do some serious damage here we got the firepower baby well here's what i think is the best argument for radio guy is who have the bills brought in where if you want to back up the tracks even more the reason tyrod taylor worked on a deep ball is he always had a deep threat you always had, and that's what was weird about Rex Ryan, is you had these threats on offense, and he would say constantly, and I'm sure it's marketing too, that a running quarterback, a dual threat is a best because we don't know what the hell he's doing. And I believe it because it freezes. Everything freezes in a nanosecond, and, and that's all you need. And then next thing you know, your safety has to watch Sammy fucking Watkins. Name me one player that, the, that anybody had to watch on the Bills last year. To get by him, that was going to be a threat. I mean, what Foster couldn't catch Rob, the ball in the beginning of the year. Robert Foster, he got but, caught, but not till that's what I'm trying the to last, tell you. Like, and and month, that's, you that's been my beef is like, um, yeah, who do you have to watch out for? Because not for nothing, that's where I had to beef with the front office. I'm a fucking competitor, and I should not be getting shamed by fucking Bills. Oh, why do you even like the Bills? No, fuck you. I want to win. I want to go back to the fucking playoffs, and that's it. Right. I mean, I and think- I want to get better. I think, you know, so honestly what what was really left to throw to after, you know, we crossed Kelvin Benjamin off the list was Charles Clay, who's who who didn't meet expectations one single year he was here, I really don't think. I mean 
I think he gets a raw deal, but I don't want to eat up that time with that because I'd rather use Yo. that on the next podcast or something. Yes. Yeah, because, like, dude, I can go down this Charles. Overall, Clay, I like, give him, he like... He don't control the offense. He, he was a good soldier. He kept his fucking mouth shut. But when he catches the ball, he's off. How much opportunity did he really get? That's my whole point. Right. Right. And you know? But again, like... Multiple I offenses. Think, I think that, that you know, he... He was really the the primary pass catcher in a lot of situations, and like that's just not the he right. The, he think he led the team a couple of years. That's just not the right role for him, you know. Right, and that's the he's thing. not, you know, a Jimmy Graham or a, a Zach Ertz. Like he's not, he's not that player, you know. I think he was underutilized, and I'm not saying he's that player at all because I mean, you look at a Travis Kelce, and it's just a mismatch nightmare. And that's the thing for 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 Brandon being here is. If you pick up one of these flashy, marketable pass catchers, <laughs> dude, I'll buy into it too. Man, I I've... can actually do that because you guys actually showed me, hey, you have a solid defense. You've given me faith. We can at least have a solid defense next year. That is fine. Work on your offensive coaching staff. You did that for me. You got an upgrade on offensive line coach and hopefully an upgrade on quarterbacks coach as well, which is definitely an upgrade on quarterbacks coach. And... You know, it, it's you. It's almost like they've listened to the podcast, Deeks. That's what I've been joking about in my trolls. It's almost like they've been listening because they've addressed every Why fucking thing. They? I can't. Yo, I gotta give them They'd credit. They'd be dumb not to. I, I've been telling them to fucking get the fuck out of Dodge since like week two, okay? Because I saw the same fucking problems that I saw with the Bills earlier. And you know, when Brandon Bean's sitting on his hands and not bringing in these guys to blow the lid off the defense like really come on there's shifty moves we can make i didn't like the Williamson picks that said hey foresight worked out sammy Watkins hasn't really worked out great ej Gaines is back for really cheap but again he was injured a lot in fucking cleveland so it's like i mean the foresight i'm just a competitor and the fact that that a franchise that laid low for the sabers to get their fucking dude eichel and not for nothing, just like they still suck. Okay, yeah, and, man. And, and, like and, Eichel, Eichel ain't ain't the savior, man. All the, all the best not. teams, all the best teams, go to the playoffs consistently. They pick fucking late, and it's like you know, when have you ever seen the Packers picking at pick twelve? And my point is this: is like there's so many systems and there's so many positions. There's more positions in football than any other sport. You could probably take two sports to three sports and combine them. And my point is they don't need the, the Bills shouldn't have to reach. They could actually draft for need. If they're like, dude, we need that guy to take a safety with him, do it. But that might be that they address that in the offseason. Is that John Brown? You know, fast as hell. Wanted to come to the Bills a year before, but the Ravens put out more money and obviously I'd rather go play with Flacco than the Bills, you know. So, at the time, you know yeah, what I mean? I mean, I guess. If yeah, you're, look, if you're uh, actually uh, going to play with Flacco, though. If we were talking about foresight and you have a GM leaving the roster with fucking Peterman, yeah. And a quarter, like a guy who just took up space, he literally uh, yeah, dumbed, man, down Peterman, the de- he dumbed down the development of the team. Peterman made us look dumb. Like, if I was a wide receiver, I'd be like, wait, wait, why do they keep playing this guy? Nope. <laughs> like, no, I would You know, and, and honestly, I thought if you're going to have Allen, just start him or get that vet quarterback. I've talked about this a lot, and I don't want to, like, ruin it, but, like, get that. Like, when you draft a franchise quarterback, there's a fucking checklist, and there's a guy to learn behind that's seen a lot of live bullets, 
and there's a uh, there's a, a, a quarterbacks coach that's worth the salt because again, are you going to have your kid go to fucking college, or and learn I from sure a real so. professor? Do you want to go to fucking a, a little community college that just started up, or maybe like a little tiny business school that doesn't have real credits, or like wh- where do you want your quarterback to learn? I, I don't understand. So when the Bills didn't invest around Josh Allen, I was really like, yo, you guys are fucking putrid. I was. This was like the worst season for me as a Bills fan was last year. It was fucking painful, dude. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to t- take this thing in the nose, Dideek. So I haven't talked to you about this much, but like, it was fucking hard, man. But again, that's what she said. Season ended never, and you know sometimes it softens up when it's not expected. And right now it's one of those moments. And you know they address every need I had, and sometimes you just got to put a ring around it. And, you know, if you just hold firm to your patterns, it's really easy to, 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 to stay in a negative light about it. And when you bitch and bitch and bitch and say, upgrade this position, upgrade that position, get one with spikes, it works out. And, you know, you got to have impact players and you got to be smart and you got to have value. Just shipping off guys because of their money when, oh, oh, freaking dog way we really screwed us. No, 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 no. Jim Overdorf, the contract guy that I've heard mentioned like one time in the past like two years. I didn't even know he was still with the Bills. Okay, that's how much they don't mention him. He's done all the contracts forever. Everybody's worried, oh, are you going to get Cordy Glenn, Darius, everybody under the cap? They did it. Okay, it's marketing. It's public relations. They could have gotten players. I don't know what their deal was. They could have worked the cap out. That said, we're here now in 2019, and I can't believe how thick the flow is right now of thunder because i am psyched like for the draft they really axed off everything i wanted and brought in options and i really think comparable offensive line competition at least from from the write-ups i'm reading and if you don't follow none bills fan you should because i'm trying to manually every time i see it it don't matter if i'm on a fucking plank and ladder at work or pulling my prick i'm gonna try to put the info out there yeah no i've definitely had to step back and like check my my pulse a couple of times on this one because like I don't know if it's just like a comparative thing because you know last year's off season wasn't it was it was lackluster you know cleaning the cap you know heading into the draft last year I'm just like yeah all right whatever happens happens I don't know about this I don't know about every everything changing do you know how empty the stadium was this year I felt compared to other years and they don't fucking talk about oh Bills fans are no dude but now there's I'm, a lot of Bills fans with their eyes fucking open, and there's a community, and, and, and a lot of the listeners here, I mean, we gravitate towards the similar thoughts if you're listening. If you're a new listener, thank you for checking it out. Um, and, sucker. And if you are new, please hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and you can hit us up Facebook, too, especially the Bills Mafia group. You can find uh, Adam I'll, Deeks. I'll call you a sucker there, too. Yeah. So if you want, you know, interact with us, let us know what you think, um, but... This draft could go either way, dude. It's really value, which I think the meat and potatoes is. It, it yeah, it, 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 it it's could there. Be defensive tackle, like whatever one that you like for your system. If he's there, I think you get him. If he Boom. if he's yeah. a day one starter, we saw Marcel Darius just rip, dude. Like he was awesome as rookie year. I, I should say awesome. He he was solid as rookie year. Right, and then, you know everyone likes to throw around the BPA best player available thing, but like. Let's be realistic here, man. I mean, this is this is billion dollar business. Like, 
I think I think in certain situations, maybe you don't draft to a specific position, but I think there are just those ones that you can safely like cross off the list in certain spots. So let me go through some shit. So let's reset here. Um, we got five minutes left in this fucking power hour of philosophy. In this power twenty of so, philosophy. Check it. Damn, you're bad at math. E.J. Manuel gets drafted. I hate it. I was like, no way, no way, no way, because he can't Same. fix accuracy. Same, but I, I, I don't and know what I, I'm talking about either. I was like, oh, they should have taken Geno right, Smith. Right. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> and then they hit the chopping block. Uh, Whaley hits Fitzpatrick with a, you got to take a pay cut. And it's like, yo, dude, Fitzpatrick was playing for average quarterback money. Fitzpatrick took a helmet to the ribs literally the game after he got a pay, he got paid. Okay? He played through that season. That's a tough fucking dude. If anybody has been hit in the ribs, go get hit in the fucking ribs. You, 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 it hurts when you roll over in bed. It sucks. You can't even reach for anything. So for him to actually toughen it out is a lot. So I hate that. Oh, he got paid to get hurt. Fuck you. Fuck you, dude. Nothing, these players are not nothing more than to be great for a lot of them. Okay? They wouldn't pay him if they didn't think that. They're not stupid. Point being is, E.J. Manuel is set up to fucking fail. He went in there with Nate Hackett and Doug Marone, and you and I called it. We called him Doug Moron. It was right before he started the podcast. Doug Moron. It was a drinking game for two years on his podcast. Doug Moron and can't hack it. And what happens? These Bills fans have amnesia. They get rid of Whaley, and they get rid of Rex. And the big fucking thing for most people is they just didn't like Rex for who he was. And it's okay. Well, they we, didn't like his thing. We had been conditioned for several years to not like him because right. he was standing on the sideline in a dumbass green, green right. sweater with no sleeves on it looking bloated as a bitch. But I'll tell you what, I've never seen a roster more talented I than mean, when Rex Ryan was here with loaded with fucking players. But that, dude, it, it, I mean, for Bills fans, that's the perfect storm because he's out right. of shape and he's, right. he's a rival coach and he's got a big personality. He was so easy to hate. He just needed to start winning, and he, he it was kind of in hindsight, I think, where he needed to win faster, and, and it just wasn't happening. And that's why in the Bills division with the Patriots, dude, every game fucking adds up. And, and not for nothing, man, when Brandon Bean brings in Josh Allen and he gets set up to, like even fucking worse, like at least they brought in Kevin Cobb for EJ Manuel. They tried they something. Tried, I mean, sort of. You know, and, and then it's it's Derek Anderson. Like now, you bring in a in a vet, and and, and it's like, what are you trying to? You have a but limited, you know, and, and hold on, hold on. Josh Allen got a fucking concussion. You only get X amount of those, dude. Okay. Josh Allen also got hurt another time because his his offensive line was yeah, a fucking train wreck. You can't throw that ball if you've gone cross side. That's the hindsight. It just don't work. If hindsight's twenty twenty, you might as well have fucking started him. Or you could have started the other vet, and then the vet could have like maybe made some adjustments, and then got everything settled. And and, and it's just like it was just such a. I want to go back to the playoffs and middle of the season. So many teams are seven and six. I've said this repetitively, and the Bills could have been in the fucking mix with a couple W's, but we knew they had a tough schedule. Why not give them the best shot? And when you hear about the Bills not blocking the first game for Peterman, you're hearing Joey Bosa say, "Oh, they didn't even block what." On, on the mic live, point being is, it's got to be smart. 
it's got it. And, and, and I think that Brandon Bean and McDermott and the front office, they got their shit together and they go, we got to support this kid immediately after the offseason. And don't tell me that was a plan the whole time. Man, I don't know, man. I, I, I could argue that conspiracy theory that, you know, they might have. I'm going to make up a new term here. Micro tanked, tanked in spots. Not not a full on full season tank, but I think I think they got to a point where they said this season isn't our season. We got to clean out this cap. We got personnel that we have question marks around, and like they used real live action regular season games for you know roster appraisal. They they were evaluating their players in the middle of the season and. We won't know the payoff until this season gets underway. But that being said, we saw some we saw some really nice emergence at the end of the regular season. We saw Robert Foster and, and Josh Allen starting to uh, develop that chemistry, and and it just looked a lot smoother than the first time the first time we saw Robert Foster. That's what I'm saying. You should have just played them all. You should have just played them in the beginning, developed the chemistry because. Lastly, my point is is when you set a precedent in the media and to us, and, and, and they made a very big miscalculation here, McDermott. You can't get away with this Bill Belichick not say shit at press conferences with people, at least the way he would deflect it, because you haven't done anything. Oh, process, process. No, 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 no. no it's going to have a worse effect than what Rex Ryan had, and that's what they got to remember. And, is and that's what I was kind of saying. You cannot support these people. That's why I was kind of saying. Like they kind of like. They kind of like picked like small spots to do like a micro tank where it's like we're not going to we're not going to throw a game for a draft pick. It's it's not that that's not what I'm suggesting, but it's just like. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to put this like as simple as possible. It's like you were saying before, marketing and selling the tickets and 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 all that is a huge part of this business. So you can't just throw the fight. You have to show up. You have to throw punches. You have to put your guys out there and have spots where they razzle dazzle. So people, people stay locked in, but you don't, they, they weren't playing their best football till late in the season. And I don't think it was, just because they hadn't figured it out yet. I think truly, like I said, there was just guys that they wanted to to either figure out if they could sink or swim. It was it was a, an evaluation process ongoing. You know, typically you think of preseason as being that. I I think I think we might be onto something though. I, I think the the moves they've made have have illustrated that they learned what they needed to learn about the roster that that we had, and everything just feels like it. Like you said, it's like they've been listening to your podcast. It all just makes perfect sense, dude. Check this out. Lastly, 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 and what I trust if, that what, process. What if what if really somebody walked into the front office and was like, "Yo, what the fuck is going on?" Because they really got younger in coaches and. McDermott, you know, I, I got to give uh, Mike Show says this. He is, his take is McDermott is your classic coach. He is your coach for the Parcells guy. If your dad likes Bill Parcells and you're a Parcells guy, we keep it close to the vest. We, we work hard. And we, da, 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 da. that said, you know what? I think McDermott has a lot more personality than that. 
and I think he should let it out. That's my only knock with him is I think when he talks back with the media, he's actually like funny, and I respect him so much as a man, as a as a father, and and as a wrestler. You know what I mean? As a fellow wrestler, like that's the hardest work. So I've always I like to hire. It's just you got to package your bullshit a little bit better. Give me something to watch, and I'm glad that they addressed everything. I'm stoked. So thank you for checking this out. And um, Deacon, any parting words, man, where, where we can find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Adam the Bills fan. And real quick, I'm looking to possibly organize a bike ride from Rochester to Buffalo for a Bills game this season. I'm still ironing out the details, but if you're a cyclist and you'd be interested in doing something like that, shoot me a DM. I want to try to get as many people on board as possible, and we'll see where this goes. All right. Find them. And as always, follow along on Twitter, Instagram, and, um, you know, get your at least expected podcast. we got some stuff in the works here. So stay on Instagram if you like videos and quick pieces. Um, a lot of cool stuff coming. Really so for the draft. Thank you for tuning in. And it's always brought to you by com, And check out their podcast at Punchrunk. And uh, wish Chad Zumach the best. Stay numb, kiddos. Peace.